the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You hear it especially in sports. It's all about the mindset. So what's your mindset as a Christian? From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Today, we journey into Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. It's here that the Apostle Paul tells the church at Philippi, and you and I, that we should let this mind be in you. Well, what mind is that? What kind of mindset are we to have as believers in Christ? Well, that's a very good question, and we have some very good answers. Stick around and join us as we learn together. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's edition of Times of Refreshing. Jesus possessed a mindset that made him successful on the earth. Obviously, we know that he was the Son of God, um, but we also know, just like I, I, I stated earlier, that he was man, and He was tempted in all points, just as we are, yet without sin. The devil tried him many times. And make no mistake about it, the devil, that's his job. His job is to try to trip you up, get you to slip up, to get you to come alongside him and to do his will. He's looking for his own soldiers. And for us, we want to be very, very skillful, understand that we cannot be ignorant of the enemy's schemes and devices, and that from a biblical standpoint, we know our standing before God, our positioning before God. We have to really know this. And and this is something that obviously I can preach, I can talk to you about, but it has to become your revelation. It has to become personal revelation. And we have to know how ultimately to fight. Jesus knew how to fight. He knew when the devil was talking to him in his, in, his, in his ear. He knew when the devil was talking to him through people. But it was his mindset that positioned him to stay in a position of power before God. And this is what we want. We want to stay in this position of power before God by having the right mindset. And it says here in verse 5, of Philippians chapter 2. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, He humbled himself. Somebody say humbled himself. It says here that he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. Therefore, or because of that, God 
also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It says in verse 8, And being, in the found, in the appear, being found in the appearance, in, the, in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death of the cross. This is important because the mindset that Jesus possessed was a, was a mindset of humility. We have to realize that humility is strength before God. That this is, this is the area. When we get into a, a realm of pride... When we get into a, a, the realm of arrogance, when we start to think that we don't need God or God is not sufficient enough and that we can handle our, our own affairs, then this is what opens the door for the devil to begin to, to manipulate us and get us going in the direction that he wants us to go. Humility is strength. Humility is power. That when you and I know that we are utterly and completely dependent upon God, we've hit the right spot in our life. And sometimes God will allow our circumstances to be such that he, 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 he gets us to that place or he tries to get us to that place. The devil is the king of pride. Never forget that the enemy, Satan, was a worshiper. He was created and as a, a walking instrument, if you will, if you read your, your Bible, he had pipes and, and, and instruments built into his very makeup, and he was the worshiper. But what happened with him is he got lifted up within, himself, within himself because he began to gaze at his own beauty and started to assume that, and started to formulate in his mind that, that, that he's made himself this way. And so, the Bible says that iniquity was found in him. He started processing in his mind how he was better than God. And ultimately, as you read your Bible, he wants to take the place of God. He wanted, he got into this internal struggle. He did not, listen, God knew about the internal struggle before he even verbalized it. And that's why the Bible says iniquity was found in him. God started seeing that this is germinating within his heart and in his mind. And before we fall externally, generally we fall internally. And this is the problem. We have to learn that the battleground is your mind. And if the devil can get a hold of your mind, ultimately he'll get a hold of your heart. When he gets a hold of your heart, he gets a hold of your actions. So we have to learn to win this battle on a day-to-day -day basis within our mind. Before it ever manifests out here, it's a fight going on in here. And saints, we have to win this battle on a day-to-day -day 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 basis. But there's no way that we're going to win if we don't position ourselves with humility of mind. Jesus did that. 
He said in verse 6, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Jesus had a humility of mind. He didn't consider the fact that, that his, and the nature of his relationship with God the Father. The issue was, God my Father is asking me to complete an assignment in the earth for the sake of redemption to mankind. I'm willing to humble myself and divest myself of my glory, come in the form of likeness of sinful men, and get into a human shell, although I've never sinned a day in my life, and live a perfectly perfect life so that they can have redemption. These people that I have the power to wipe out with a thought, I'm going to let them spit on me, scourge me, pull my beard out, Talk about me. Lie on me. Say all manner of evil against me. The Pharisees are going to say I'm, 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 I'm a fanatic. My own family's going to question who am I really. People that I, that I walk with on a day-to-day basis, you know, some of them are going to turn their back on me. One of them is going to betray me. And I have the power with a thought to wipe them out. In fact, Jesus, with just his words, to show his power, when, the, when, when they came forth to, to arrest him, just him speaking to them, they all fell to the ground. But yet, he had this humility of mind. He constantly weighed himself by his relationship with his father, with the father, and he understood that it doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter how they perceive me now. What matters is, is that am I being obedient to the Father? Am I being obedient to the mission? Am I accomplishing the task? They can say I'm every... It doesn't matter. The, The bottom line is, am I doing what my Father wants me to do? And in that position, he maintained a position of strength. We have to get this mind in us. This mind of humility. That I don't know everything. I don't have it all figured out. I don't have all the answers. I'm not the, the, the Bible answer man. Because I'm still learning myself. And I'm trying to grow. And I want to mature. And God, I need you. And I will always need you. There will never be a day in my existence that I will not need you. I need you for everything. I need you to live. I need you to breathe. I can't live without you. I can't live without you. This is my heart. This has to be our heart. But when we start getting lifted up with pride in our thinking and not trusting in the Lord and resting in the Lord, that's when we subject ourselves to many, many heartaches and pains and then we give, give way to the invitation of the devil to start messing around in our lives. We give him access. Somebody say access. We don't want to give him any entry into our lives. Humility precedes exaltation. Jesus is willing to humble himself, and then it says, therefore, God has given him a name that's above every name. He was willing to take a step down and humble himself, and now God is exalting. And when God exalts you, nobody can pull you down. The devil can't stop it. Man can't stop it. 
The media can't stop it. Your co-workers can't stop it. Your family members can't stop it. If you maintain a position of humility, God will begin to lift you up. And it's humility of mind. I'm not talking about false humility. Will we look humble on the outside? You want me to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm just so, I'm just a broken man, you know, I'm just broken. Well, God told you to do that. No, I don't want to do that. God's not looking for just external, the, just the external expression of humility. He's looking for the internal quality and condition of heart that says, God, you're great and I'm not. I need you for everything. Yeah, I went to school. Yeah, I got a degree. Yeah, I think I'm smart, but I'm not that smart. Matter of fact, if they knew that I don't know what I'm doing on my job, they wouldn't be paying me what they're paying me right now. Can I have an amen, y'all? Come on, some of y'all know. You know you got that job because of God. <laughs> Now, but the key here is this, and I wrote this down. What we want to have is balance. Somebody say balance. You you never want to think lower than yourself than you ought to think, but you never want to think higher than yourself that you ought to think. We want to have a healthy, we want to have a healthy understanding of our condition. The devil will try to convince you that you're worse than you really are. But if that doesn't work, he'll try to convince you that you're better than you really are. What we want to have is balance. We want, to, we want to constantly be weighing ourselves through the Scripture and by what God is saying to us so that we maintain a healthy balance. And we're not measuring ourselves by ourselves and comparing ourselves among ourselves. People that do that are not wise. When we do that, what we're saying is, is that you become my standard. And if I'm living better than you, then I must be doing good. But they're not the standard. Until we all, until we all measure up to the standard that God has set through Jesus Christ, we got some work to do. Can I have an amen, y'all? But what happens is we want to maintain this balance. We want to have it in our mind that, no, I am blessed. I am a, I, I, you know what, hey, that person might think I, I'm ugly, but I don't think I'm ugly. You better ask somebody. We got to start looking in the mirror and say, man, you look good. You all right. Now, you can lose a few pounds here and there, but you good. Can I have an amen, y'all? Y'all, and people, I mean, if you don't, listen, if you don't, if you're not confident in you, who's going to be confident in you? But, but, but I'm saying that in light of this, because God, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You have blessed me, and Lord, I am who I am, and Lord, I thank you for who I am. Stop waiting for everybody. Stop getting dressed in the morning, waiting for somebody to tell you how, how good you look. Let me say this, especially my single ladies in this room. We're trying to raise up some strong singles in this church, men and women, that aren't chasing around looking for nobody, that they just going to have to find you in the name of Jesus, but you're going through your life with a smile on your face. Can I have an amen in here? If you come into, I tell, I tell the men and women, listen, if a person comes into your life, they need to know that you're, you're just a bonus. 
Can I have an amen? We, people need to know that, hey, listen, you're not completing me. I'm complete in Christ. Now, according to the word of God, I'm complete in Christ. Now, you come to just bring a bonus. Now, it's a good bonus. Can I have an amen? Now, listen, my wife, she let me know that all the time. I said, girl, you look good today. She's like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> she's laughing over there. She knows she tells me all the time. But that's what, you want that. You want that. And in our minds and in our lives before God, we want that. We want to have that. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm not better than I ought to think. But I'm not as low as you try to make me, devil. And you know what? All this stuff that you're trying to promise me, I am set apart. I am sanctified. I am set apart for God. I am the bride of Christ. And world, I don't need you. Flesh, you can't have me. And devil, you can't touch me. When we start getting this level and this mindset of humility before God that is true and not false humility, that's when we begin to really start winning our battles. Especially in our mind. Watch this. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to look at verse 3 to 6. God gives grace to the humble. If we have humility of mind, then we tap into the grace of God. And then God begins to strengthen us for the battle. If we're lifted up with pride and arrogance like the devil, then we... We put ourselves in a position where we cannot access the grace of God for battle. But it's this mindset that Jesus had that caused him to be so successful. Look at verse 4. Let's look at verse 3. It says here, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments. This word the King James, it says, imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not natural. When you gave your life to Christ, whether you realize it or not, and we're going to see this in the scripture, you just enlisted in a war. It's a spiritual war. It's a spiritual fight. It's been raging all on all around you, even though you may not have known it. The devil, before you gave your life to Christ, was using you as an instrument of unrighteousness for his sake. All of us here have to realize that this is warfare. We have to take our salvation seriously. Take walking with Christ seriously. This is not a joke. This is not a game. P P eternity is in the balance here and is being weighed in the balance. And we have to be individuals that realize that I don't play one thing. I'm not playing with my spiritual life. And this isn't a joke. This is a lifestyle. This is my way of living. This is our way of living. This isn't something because the devil is playing for keeps. But God is playing for keeps. And we're in this together and we're fighting this war together but we have to see that this war is not carnal 
It's not something natural. We have to get in our Bibles and understand the dynamics of spiritual warfare that we're all going to face. And so that we learn how to be successful when we get hit by the devil because he is going to try to hit us in various ways. And, the, and he's going to fight us primarily in our minds. And so I love this. Apostle Paul says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Somebody say strongholds. Strongholds are fortresses that are erected in our minds around a lie. The devil will begin to speak lies to us and then he wants to create in our mind a fortified place around the lie. So that we constantly believe this thing that is not true concerning ourselves, concerning life, concerning God, concerning purpose, concerning destiny. He wants to get something in our mind and he erects a fortress around this lie. It becomes a stronghold. And these areas of my life, I feel like I'm flourishing. But why is it this area of my life? Did my, I, just, I just don't know if I want to believe that, Pastor. What well, did God say it in his word? Yeah, but I don't know. I want to see it in the Hebrew, the Greek, the Aramaic. I want to see the Old Testament sea scrolls. And I need parchments. I want the Egyptian parchments. And we start going through this whole process. And what if God just said, don't do that? I mean, I mean, how, I mean, oftentimes. We don't agree because we have a stronghold in our mind that needs to be torn down. And we have to learn to give up to these things. Give up to God when we see it, that we give up to the Word of God. That we have humility of mind so we win in this air of our mind and God gets victory through us. But we have these strongholds. Some of them are religious strongholds. We can believe something, we heard something in the church, we believe, and we haven't even tested it through Scripture to find out what does God say. And then when you do see it in the Hebrew and the Greek, I mean, how far do you got to go? Accept it. Receive what God says. But it's the stronghold that keeps us in bondage. God wants, he tells us here, casting down he says, and for pulling, mighty through God, for pulling down strongholds, that means God gives you the power to overcome this particular stronghold in your life. And he says, casting down arguments. He says, in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. He says, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Somebody say, every thought. You can win in your mind. You can cast down thoughts that are, that are contrary to God's will. Stop thinking that, stop giving the devil access to your mind. Cast down imaginations. Cast down reasonings. Cast down arguments. A lot of people just want to argue all the time. The reason why they want to argue is because they're proudful in their mind. And they assume that their opinion is always the right opinion. But look at your neighbor and tell them, you are not always right. Now, there may be a lot of things you are right. But sometimes we're not right. And when it comes to the Word of God, God comes in and he, he through the Bible, what he's trying to do is forge your mindset. 
So that his thoughts, these are God's thoughts on paper. This Bible has been inspired by God. It is God-breathed. And I could go on for days talking to you about this holy canon and how powerful, how it was made. And how God took all these people from different places. And only God is miraculous that we have this. This is a miracle from God. And what happens is we have to let it have its ultimate authority in our lives. Because it is the word of God. Can I have an amen? And then we have to learn to cast down the arguments. How do we cast down? We come out of agreement with the thoughts. When you start coming out of agreement with what you hear that is contrary to the word of God, then it loses its power in your life. Stop listening to the devil and agreeing with him. That's how we lose. And it's going to get deeper than this as we get down here. But you'll see this is one of the main reasons why we lose. Because we're constantly, we have to cast down imaginations or arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring into, into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This thought does not align with the will of God. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 945 You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. <music>